This is a podcast from Rover. This podcast definitely contains pretty full-on and honest sharing of all the juicy details of what a sexologist in training gets up to. In the butt. <laughs> so, if you're easily shocked, grossed out, or just don't want that stuff in your ears, then check out another podcast from Rover. Then turn this off and have a wee lie down instead. The Trainee Sexologist. Two mates, one mum, and a lot of firsts. Kia ora, everybody, and welcome along to The Trainee Sexologist. Now, The Trainee Sexologist is a podcast about my best friend, Morgan Penn, who has left her job after 15 years in radio to become a sexologist. And I am just her friend, Sharon Casey, who works in radio and knows how to use a desk. So you're basically using me for recording equipment. Not, not just a friend, mate. A lover. Guys, it's finally happened. I let Morgan touch my vagina. That no, is I did it! I did it! I did it! I'm going to hold you to that now. Oh, no, never. Open wide. No, you're not going in there. But no, 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 no. Although. What? I've got news. What? I've got news, guys. What? I haven't told Morgan this yet. What? What is that face for? I purchased my first. What? Sex toy. <gasps> Get out of town! Yes, I did. Because my friend Ange asked for one for a baby shower gift. And then she messaged me and she's made our entire group of friends get one. But I was scared to order it. Yes. I wasn't. I'm still a bit prudy. Okay. So I used your name and your email address. Is that why I've been getting these weird emails? Yes, you did. I was like, there's a glitch in the system. No, because I was scared because sometimes I order things in the courier package. And then someone will put a note in the courier package and say, love the radio show or loved your dress on Dancing with the Stars last night and it'll be in my courier package. And I got scared that someone would say, love the radio show or hate the radio show, good luck with the toy. And so I freaked out and I was like, what if somebody, but he, what if they mock me and be like, text the studio and be like, ah, guess what, Sharon bought a sex toy. So I put it under your name. Oh my God. God. And it gets worse. Why? How? The, Could it? Because the nanny always texts me when I get courier packages. Yes. And she texts me and she goes, I think we've got someone's courier package. And I was like, no, no, that's for me. That's my friends. Hopefully she doesn't listen. Oh, fuck. She does listen to this. Lisa, delete this from your memory. <laughs> delete it from your memory. Anyway, so I'll let you know how it goes. Well, mate, can I just say I'm very proud Thank of you. Thank you. And Don't I'm- tell my husband because it's not for him. Oh, yeah, all right. Fair enough. Mm. You go, girl. But can I just say, apparently, the Satisfier Pro 2, and I read, read, that's what it's called, is out of this world. I haven't used it yet, but it's apparently out of this world. And uh, Emily Wrights has done, like, a massive uh, thing about it. She almost broke her leg in the shower using it. Oh, my. Give me a hoon on that, eh? I'll let you know. Maybe I could come over for dinner. No. Have dessert at yours no, as well. No, no, Anyway, so that's my news. What's your news? You're two weeks back from Byron Bay. What's happened? Oh, mate, I'm in a bit of a funk, eh? Like, Why? I don't know. I think I'm missing my sex positive people. Oh. You know, I felt, I mean. I was just very positive about sex. Yeah, you were. You were. And I love that. And I, and I get it. But, you know, my normal grind, daily grind, like there's all these prudes in my life again. No oh. offence. Okay. I love you. Well, it's not my fault you're not spiced up by missionary anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do not mind a quick hoon in missionary. Yeah. Put that on the record. Okay. Um, but I think it's just, you know, there I felt so at home. 
Yes. Well, actually, no, that's not true. At, at the start, I felt very out of my depth. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, and I reckon this, I'm going to tell you something of that happened there that I wasn't going to tell you, but I think it's important to put into context, like, things like why I got a flogging. Okay. You know, so... On the first day, we played a game where everybody sat around in a circle. You had to grab a pillow and you sat on the pillow. And one of the teachers wasn't was standing, mm-hmm. and they said, "Okay, I'm going to say something. If you've ever blah 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 blah, you move to another cushion." Oh, and so sounds like have you ever the drinking game? Yeah, pretty much. But someone's always left out, and the person that's left out has to then ask the question, "Have you ever?" So it started ah. with, "Have you ever had sex in a church?" And I was like, huh, huh, I've had sex on a church. Is that does that count? I don't know what to do. You had was sex f- on a church? Yeah. Oh, see you in hell, babe. <laughs> it was so beautiful. It was in Greece. Wow. Anyways, the sun was coming up. I didn't know. His so name. should we play? Anyways. Should we play our own version of the game? No, I need to tell you about okay, this game. Carry on. So then, be fun. So so I moved with the first one. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna move anyways. Yeah, like, you know, look at me. I'm so adventurous. I've had sex on a church, and um, then and then the next one was, have you ever drunk urine in a sex act? Oh, quite a few people moved, and I was like, oh wow, okay. Wait, wait, wait you're not gonna start drinking piss, are you? No, okay, uh, absolutely not. Good. Then it was like, um, have you ever used vegetables in sex play? Pretty much everybody moved, and I was just like sitting there, like, okay. It was like, have you ever done move if you've ever had butt sex? I had to stay sitting. Like, there was all So, the first things. time in your life you were the prude? Yes. Uh, well, how did you feel? I felt like a nanny goat. Yeah. Well, welcome to how most people feel when they listen to this podcast. Touche, girlfriend. Touche. So, yeah, I was like, that's it, man. Like, I need to explore. I need to mix things up and I need to get my vulva in places it's never been. You're going to get involved. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Let that one simmer, bitches. Okay. And so you're getting involved. Well, I I wanted to do that. I just wanted to double down on that classic gag. Double down. Okay. Oh my god, okay. stop me. I'm on fire. Oh my god, I can't. You're looking at me. I can't. Okay. Okay, so you got stuck up. in. So so that's why I think like I did that flogging and yep. then there was a night where there was an optional thing to take part in. Ooh. And it's it called It was finally the orgy they hadn't told them about. Well, no, it wasn't. So you, we were put into threes and we had a massage table each and the first person got on the massage table and they decided how many of their clo- items of clothing that they wanted to take off. Pretty much everybody went nude. Yeah. You get given a blindfold. You discuss with the other two people that are either side of you on the table um, what you're happy for them to touch. Like if there's a no-go zone, like don't tickle me or don't um, touch my feet or no genitals allowed. Yeah. And then <clears throat> you choose your lube that you're going to use. Mm-hmm. And then there's loud music and what like, sort of music are we talking about like is it Miley Cyrus I came in like a wrecking ball or is it like la bouche la da da dee da 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 is that la bouche I don't know I wanna it? be my lover wanna be my lover no it was like grooves in heart <laughs> was it actually <laughs> yes and um like this one what the fuck is that? You don't want to hear that while you're getting things put in your butt. Well, I didn't get anything put in my butt. Oh, okay. Just I thought that's where this was leading. No. So, like, you get t- 
totally like you've got two sets of hands on you and you're just nude and all this music and you're blindfolded and you're just slippering around on the table and it's just like honestly I, I'm sure I got so like tranced out I think I even like let out a big like like a cockadoodly rooster crow like it was just so full on normal I mean, saying it out loud now, I feel very vulnerable and very exposed. You sound like the crazy people that go to Les Mills pump class and then are like doing the squats and they're like, woo, woo, and you're like, shut up, bitch, no one's having that much fun doing a workout, okay? <laughs> That's the thing that, that I actually you. felt liberated. That's why I reckon I rooster crowed because it was like nude body, being touched up. Um, at one stage, I had like six hands all over my body. It was hot. And then at times. Hey, why was there six hands? Who was the third person that got in there? Because there were like w- people that were walking around as an extra set. So you have to give consent beforehand it if you're It definitely sounds for like another. a course and not a cult. This was extracurricular, remember? You yeah. had a choice whether or not you went into it. Yeah, okay. So then what happened? Also, can I just say it's making me very uncomfortable that while I'm saying this, you're kind of like mincing around. I know because like, I, I feel like you're feel and you're and you're like I feel like you're about to start blasting yourself and we're gonna have to mop up below you. <laughs> Honestly, you. I am scared. She's gonna try. Anyone else in the room scared? Yes. Oh, shut up. Get a grip. I just. Okay, I well, feel, just so you know, my consent is no. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. But I actually do feel very uncomfortable sharing this. But I think it's important. Oh, I you thought know you what were, I got up to. Yeah, well, I am proud of you. For, if that's you, do you, boo. <laughs> or do six hands. I don't know, whatever you're doing. Yeah. Well, this was a thing that was actually created in the 80s in the height of, like, AIDS, where people were so scared about actually having sexy times. And so these mm. gay gay men created this thing. Where it was about total sensual sexy touch without it, like, having a full ejaculation. So it's just about being in your body, being sexy, that kind of 80s hump. Humped up music. Yeah, I'm with you. Fuck, thank the you. orgy music. <laughs> the orgy. Little bit of Venga Boys. Boom, boom, boom. Yep. Okay. Oh, yes. My goal of getting the Venga Boys in this podcast happened. <laughs> Carry on. So, anyways, I, I did some weird stuff there. You know. Good on you. I pushed myself. Yeah, I'm proud of you for pushing yourself. Thank you were so you. scared before you went. So, one of the things that we uh, talked about last week was digital dating because digital dating is like the most common way people are dating now. So, you've done some research on this and you've got some goss for people that are trying to find love and using it in a digital way, whether it's Tinder, Bumble, Grinder, whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's playing a huge part in our dating life these days. Because mm. um, you know, the thing is, it's it's good because we're all living these busier lives and we don't have time to go and spend the whole night out at the pub looking around. Yeah. And it gives us a massive range of diversity, you know. We totally. Don't, it means we don't have to go for what we normally go for. We can, like, look a bit further afield. Um, and actually, funnily enough, there was a 2017 survey and it said that 20% of people have shagged someone from online. Wow. And I reckon, I mean, that's two years ago. Like, they'll be skyrocketed by yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and they reckon that 42% are millennials that are using it at yeah. the moment and that in the next 10 years 50% of people will meet their spouse online wow which is wild that's crazy yeah I've always met my partners through work <laughs> like I think every single partner I've met through work oh my god first boyfriend music store second boyfriend I emceed a concert that he was in third boyfriend he was a record rep that came into the edge fourth boyfriend was doing the night show on the rock now he is my husband <laughs> yeah I was just a real work slut get better work stories mate well I did yeah I, I know did. passion in the corridors yeah got me Ooh.
Yeah, got me. But yeah, That's I reckon Tinder. The only thing I don't like about digital dating mm. is that people are already shit at communicating. That I reckon it'll make people even more terrible at communicating. Well... Because you're not talking in real life. Maybe people are way more confident online and then you could have, like, the most amazing banter and then you go to the date and you're, like, crazy shy and people are like, this isn't the girl or boy I've been talking to. Yeah, well, I suppose that's true, actually. That's Because I definitely, like, know people like that that will be like, whoop, whoop, and then they go to the date and they're like, hi. Yeah. And they're so anxious and nervous. And then the people straight away are like, well, they were a bore. And they don't go any deeper. Gosh, I don't even know how you'd address that because it's yeah. like a total someone's presenting themselves in this way when they're fe- feeling like a keyboard warrior and safe behind a screen. Yeah, well, and if you look at like Instagram, how many people pretend yeah. to be someone they're not? I reckon people do that on. Di- that's why you got to be careful on digital dating. Yeah, well, that's that's another like massive thing about dangers is like get, getting catfished or people just putting out what you want to hear. Yeah. And you think about a lot of vulnerable people that have been alone for a long time, and you know, can totally get caught up in that kind of. You know, yeah. people wooing them, saying all the right things. Um, and also what's kind of weird is, is all the studies that they've done psychologically is that you actually get a dopamine hit when you match with somebody that you oh, like to totally. look Oh, totally. Yeah. So that just like escalates everything. And you're especially like, if you're really wanting to meet someone, you're like, oh my God, I got a match. Finally. Yeah. It's very exciting. You're like, this could be the one. This could be the one. Yep. And then true. you, And then it's a letdown when they're not. If they're not. So I've got friends that are married from meeting on Tinder and stuff. Yeah. Yep. But what do you think that, what can people do if they are single, they're on digital dating apps, what's the best way to find love on that sort of situation. Yeah, the best thing is to be completely honest and be yourself. Use pictures that really do depict who you are, what you like to do. There's no point in putting on things that just are not what you'd normally do. Like if you went to the library once in your life and someone took a photo of it, do not put that on your And you've profile. got full professional filtered full professional makeup and then you've filtered it and then they meet you in real life on your normal day-to-day makeup and you're like so different. Absolutely. And honestly, boys, stop with the goddamn fish photos. Dead fish photos? No. Or is python around your neck? No. No. Animal cruelty is not cool these days. It ain't the one. Um, And for women looking for um, men, they really look into bios. They actually care about what a man has got to say for himself. So I know a lot of people don't bother about the bio, but that is your opportunity to really express who you are. Your personality. Yeah, and it kind of like gets rid of people that aren't interested. Yeah, they might be like, oh, this person, no, but good, you don't want them anyways, you know? Um, so that's, yeah, that's, and, and lots of people think that it's a numbers game, but actually it's quality over quantity. Hell yes. So be picky about when you're looking at someone and reading the bio and only say yes if it's a yes in your gut. And not a maybe. Yeah, yeah. no maybes. That's a great tip. Get out of here, maybes. Yeah. What about the dangers though? Because a lot of people, they'll just kind of like get in, into it and they don't, you just put the blinders on. What are the dangers that people need to be careful of when they're going into digital dating? Yeah, well, dangers are assuming that it's going to be fine like oh this person no he sounds or she sounds lovely like you know and and she does this on the weekends she helps with disabled people like of course she's lovely could be a total psycho hose base so you just don't assume anything so you Mm. make sure you tell somebody where you're going and um yeah who you're meeting up with send a picture to your best mate like this is the this is the guy that i'm meeting tonight blah 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 blah. because that's Um, something that i i don't know you know i think you did do it because you've been with graf for a while now yeah but uh, after there was that very high profile uh, situation where it sounded like it was a Tinder date gone wrong mm. um, and I said to you 
I want you to screen cap and send me who you go on Tinder dates with and you sent me like a couple of them. So yeah. like I knew if something happened to you, that's the first person we're going to go look for. I know, you're a very good friend. Well, like that's, that. I feel like everyone needs to do that. I agree. because it, And the good thing about it now that so many people are using it, the shame's kind of gone from it. Yeah. But originally lots of people didn't do that because of yeah. the shame. So guys, gals, just bloody send Get it to you, mate. It's got to be safe because also it can lead... When things go wrong on there, it can lead to stalking. You, you People divulge so much over a screen because they feel totally. safe from their little home. But if things go wrong, then people can stalk. You and you've got to be careful what you put on your Facebook and Instagram page. Like we did a, a thing on the radio show. We got a private detective to look into how much you share on social media. And we got uh, one of the did use one of the girls. We didn't tell her. We just said that. To all the girls in the office, we had consent to follow one of their digital footsteps, and we followed a girl named Caitlin. And the stuff that they found out was crazy. He had her last three addresses. She had her parents' address, had oh her dad's God. email address, had her email address, her entire work history, her birthday, all these different photos, what festivals she had been to, what she's been doing in the last seven days, like... There was so much that he knew about her mm. and she had the strongest privacy settings that you can think of like wow. on social media. So if you're going to go on a digital dating, people are smart. They can find stuff out. So you've got to make sure your online, I reckon, is also pretty tight. Yeah, I agree totally because that stuff is scary. And it's oh, the reality yeah. of the age that we're living in. And there are some very unsafe people in the world. Totally. You know? I, I even think that just like not even with dating, but like with Instagram, I don't put my son's like face mm. on my Instagram feed. I'll put him in my story, but I don't like putting him in my feed because A, it means if, you know, someone, anyone could just lift it off and use it. True. And B, you don't know who's following you. Like, you could be like some creepy pedos on there and they, you know, take your picture. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, it's bizarre. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, safety, guys. And honestly, I reckon like daytime dates are really good. Yeah. And, and plan for like a coffee instead of like bringing alcohol into it yeah. where your mind could get altered. Only bring booze in when you're, when you're real safe with the person, eh? Yeah. Yep. I reckon. Pick a public place as well. Um, and, yeah, don't do anything where you don't have control, like if they're picking you up in a car or yep. things like that. So make sure you've still got control over the situation for your own safety. That's great. Mm. I love that. Digital dating, everyone. Woo. Be safe out there. We talked to your mum in episode one. <laughs> yeah. And we asked her whether she thought that you were in a sex cult or whether you were in a legitimate qualification course. Mm. And we're going to ring Kez now and uh, see what she thinks. I'm scared of what she's going to say, actually. Don't forget, she's just a bloody boomer. Yeah, but I'm not a boomer, and I still think you're in a cult. Oh, well. Hi, Kez speaking. <laughs> Hi, Kez speaking. It's uh, it's Sharon and Morgan here. Oh, good, day. How are you today? Good, good, thank you. Um, straight out the gate, how do you feel about the fact that your daughter just called you a boomer? When? She just said she's a bloody boomer when I said that uh, that you might still think she was in a sex cult. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she's, she's, that's a sexist comment right there, isn't it? It is. She's it's a disgrace. Putting me, in a, putting me in a box. How does she? How, how does she do what she does, honestly? Oh, I don't know, Shaz, honestly. Now, Kez, you've listened to uh, nine episodes of The Training Sexologist now and you've heard the stories firsthand from Morgan. What is your verdict? Sex cult? Or educational environment? Well, you know what? I'm still blooming. <laughs> I can't work it out myself. I thought by this point I would have a much clearer picture, but I don't. I feel the same way. I thought maybe <laughs> until she got to Byron Bay, and now that we're having to Byron Bay, I'm like, six cult! 
I know. Well, I mean, one of the things I found out was what went on in my bed. That I found out. Oh, if anyone missed that uh, in episode oh. two, Morgan yeah, oh Morgan no. revealed that she did this in Kez's bed. I did. I put a finger in my bum for the first time ever. <laughs> <laughs> And I was in, I was in Mama Kez's bed. No! Yeah, how did you feel listening back to that, Kez? Well, that was a bit of a shock. I can't look at my bed the same way. I, I jump in there with the lights out now. I bet you do. I bet you do. I'd but be giving you know, it a... When she, when, when, when she came back, I've tried to sort of be alongside and listen to all the things, and I just really shat. I can't work it out. It's... I mean, she told me about this integration ritual. Did she tell you about that? No. What is an integration ritual? Well, I don't know. But to me, it sounds like they were all hypnotised or something or just floaty-woaty. And and then it sounds like they were all just sort of like sexy snakes slithering around all each other. What? Yeah, I... Oh, my God. Have you got hypnotised, Morgan? No, I didn't. I think Mum's high. No, she's not. You're going bright red, which make, confirms to me that this isn't thing that actually happened. Kez, I told you it was a cuddle puddle. Oh, my God. Cuddle puddle. The cuddle puddle. My, you, you know where my mind, and we were the teachers, they were all gone. And it's like, it would be like putting a whole lot of kids in a lolly shop with no shopkeeper and telling them yep. not to eat anything. I know, it's you just know. just terrible you've, form. You've done these weeks all about anal massage sex, sex, sex. Oh, God. And then you're in a cuddle puddle. Yeah, but Kez, this was extracurricular, okay? This wasn't the hours within the classroom. This yeah, I know, but the fact that they give you an area to do this sort of stuff, that's to me is why I'm like, it's a sex cult. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. safe and consensual. Yeah, it doesn't right. mean it's not a cult. Yeah, I agree. There you go. Oh, wow. Well, Kez, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. Just wanted to check in on your status. You're still saying Thanks. cult. Still staying cult, and um, I like the. Um, I'm going to think about cuddle puddle. I'm going to look around and see if I can find anybody else doing cuddle puddle. Okay, thank anywhere. you, Kez. Thank you, Kez. I love talking to you, but that is TMI. Thank you, Kez. Bye, Bye Kez. Bye, Bye, Bye. Kez. Bye. Well, that's a visual I didn't need. Oh, my God. Now I have a visual of your mum in a cuddle puddle, nude, and it's very disturbing. For some reason, she's wearing a bucket hat. What? I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Always bloody lovely having kids on the show. I love her. Now we always end every training sexologist podcast with a sex tip from our sexologist. What is your sex tip this week, Morgan? Slow down. Amen, girlfriend. It's so simple, but whatever you're doing, just slow it right down. No one wants to be jackhammered unless they're drunk and they ask for it. (laughs) Usually that's the only time you want to be jackhammered. I never want to be jackhammered. Yeah, no, nobody enjoys it. But, I mean, some people must enjoy it. But you definitely, I I agree on that. Slow it down. Like, even the kissing, the undressing, Mm. like, make that a slow ritual. Like, make it sexy, make it mean something. You know, kiss the wrist. Slow, slow, slow to the places that normally bring the pleasure. Mm, I love that. That's a great 
great tip. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll be back again next week with more Trainee Sexologists. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Trainee Sexologists and subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. But more importantly, we take down Joe Rogan. (laughs) That motherfucker's always the top of the podcast charts. Piss off, Joe Rogan. (laughs) Give someone else a turn. Thank you for joining us. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Next week on The Trainee Sexologist. How did you go giving your new toy a hoon? Good. Yeah, it's great that we're learning all this new knowledge, but to actually do it, and it's so awkward, that fear of trying can just be paralysing. So how can we break this down so that people are a bit more comfortable having these combos? I thought we could tie each other up. <laughs> what, me, right now? <laughs> Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Trainee Sexologist.